Hello and welcome to another episode of Stories to Chew in the Fictional, but not just Stories to Chew in the Fictional, the the Middle Ages comic hour. Uh, we are continuing our journey through the last Ronin series. This is issue three, so if you're jumping on now, probably go back a couple of episodes uh, un- unless you want to jump, you know, like you're channel surfing through the comic world and you just go, oh, what's this? You're more than welcome to come along on this adventure but uh you may not know what's going on and there'll be spoilers yeah um <laughs> lots of spoilers but uh before we get too into it before we start reading it before we start telling you all about it uh ryan how are we oh pretty good mate pretty good going well very 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 turtle focused day actually today um lots of i don't know if you've seen the news but they found turtle boy uh, do you remember that that meme of the, the the video back about sixteen years ago, but that little boy? Not oh that, but yes, that and a little boy goes, "I love turtles," but <laughs> yeah. um, Paramount Plus found him and he is now promoting the new turtles movie, dressed in the same gear with the same face paint. Wow. Um, that was all over Facebook today, um, and they've got the video and he's like, "I still love turtles," and. See- Whatever yeah. happened, like why? Why couldn't that have happened when I was a child? Like you've seen the photos, um, oh yeah, of of me at Australia's Wonderland meeting the controversial Ninja Turtles of Ninja Turtles Three, the uh, yeah. the which 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 to this day is probably as a child that was probably my favorite, but as I grew older and I went these costumes they're really bad, <laughs> <laughs> but I did but the story going back to you know Japan. Um, very cool, very cool concept. Uh, but yes, I was a small child and I was I was wearing a Ninja Turtles hat, Ninja Turtles T-shirt. Um, I don't know what happened to that T-shirt; it's just gone. Like I, I think I, I, I would, I think I used to sit and wait for it to be washed, and then yeah. hoped it would be. You know, you sit and watch watch the washing machine. You're gonna be like, I want to wear that shirt again. Um, and yet, no, no people approached me and said, "Hey, you should come and promote Ninja Turtles." Um, yeah, maybe they were just a bit afraid, you know, of of yes. the knowledge and of the of the <laughs> amount of fandom. But we also got uh, we got a couple of turtle related things this week. We got the we got another trailer for the new movie, which I haven't watched yet. No, um, watched it. <laughs> uh, you don't seem too impressed. <laughs> <laughs> look, I try to be optimistic, and and look, there was these turtle things that prop, popped up, and and I commented on things as the stories true in the fictional, uh, Instagram page, which is stories underscore podcast. If you guys want to follow us there, um, and and I said, I said, I said, look, every, and I'm being honest, every every Ninja Turtles movie or film has its good and has its bad, like like the Michael Bay movies. Yep. Terrible design, great voice actors, you know. Mm-hmm. And my, I have a lot of gripe with this new total upcoming film, but I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to try and be optimistic. But one of the thing things I first kind of don't like is the voice, the voice cast. Like it's like it's law. That they're supposed to be law. They're supposed to, like every turtle voices. They've always been similar. Always been you know a certain way. And then now they literally sound like children. And I don't know how I feel about that. You know, uh, I guess it's 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 like me with the Batman movie. You know, like I wasn't 
thrilled uh, with Mr. Pattinson. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it my favourite Batman film? Not not by a long shot, but it was still enjoyable. It's still it was it was more more accurate to the detective side of things. And and, and yeah. look, I ended up enjoying it. You never know. It might. Yeah. I went into the film with a lot of hesitance, and I ended up seeing it twice in the same week. So. <laughs> Um, but also, did you hear, Jamie, that Nickelodeon have acquired the rights and the films to the very first Ninja Turtles cartoon series that graced our yes. TV back when we were younger? Um, which which just means like they might we may get a DVD release or a Blu-ray release or something like that, and you know they have the ability to do that kind of thing on a yeah. larger scale. Well, uh, uh, that was also announced this week. As as you know, I already own. All that, yes, yes. Not not on Blu-ray, but I've I've always yeah. said, look, I unless a movie was made in the Blu-ray era, like when Blu-ray became a thing, yeah, they don't look that good on Blu-ray. Like, like back, I've got Back to the Future on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and the practice, the effects they use, like it is so yeah. obvious, like you can see the the makeup and your, you know. But if you watch it on DVD, it looks pretty cool. Well, I think I think animations are slightly a bit different because I I was thinking the same thing, and then also this is not turtle related, but comic related. Um, one of my favorite Batman animated movies, Batman: uh, The Mask of the Phantasm, uh, is being remastered and redone uh, for its thirtieth anniversary, uh, and is coming out in four K, um, later on this year in September. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but. I was like the same, but this movie was one of the very first Batman animated films to come out. But then I watched a video on YouTube of what actually going back to the original prints and, you know, literally print by print, frame by frame and, and, you know, just bringing up, giving it more color, giving it more, more sort of emphasis, just making it look that much better. So maybe that might happen with, you know, the old school turtle cartoons that yeah. we know and love. But, yeah. um, and then we also got some more fantastic news, which is Ooh. Last Ronin is getting a sequel. Oh, yes. Uh, I, they announced that. I think, I think you said, I sent it to you and you, I think you said to me, I was literally just yeah. sending this to you. <laughs> yeah, I was about to send um, it. I, so uh, that's going to be It's going to be good, but I, I have, and you'll find when we finish reading this series, just two more episodes to go. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> I wonder how they're going to do it because look, the I think the Lost Years series kind of feels like it. That's the sequel, even though it's more of a prequel. Um, but look, if the same people are working on it, I'm I'm I can't wait, honestly. Yeah, I think I believe it's the same team, the same yeah. three. That's um, awesome. So yeah, I mean, I just can't get enough of Last Run at the moment. I said I've read the first issue many times. I've now I'm I've, after reading the third issue that we're going to talk about today. It's just it's very hard for me to wait a fortnight to read the next one, but I've stuck to my like that <laughs> planning and reading it before we record. But especially after today's issue that I read, I just like want to finish it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give it the the, the same reaction as I've had because today's issue was a very, very, very good issue. Oh yeah, um, I, and I yeah. can't wait to dive into that. But before that, I, I want to. I've been th- meaning to ask you something, but I want to do it. On the podcast, in case there's anyone listening that, uh, you know, uh, may be interested. Look, I've never really read DC Comics. Okay. But, but I love I love Superman. I love Batman. But primarily because Superman's so awesome. Like, if I was to jump 
into Superman mm-hmm. for the first time, what what series would you recommend? Yeah, look, that's actually a really, really easy one. Um, I would start with, I think it was started in 2011. I would start with the New 52. Um, it's it's a modern so so it's a basically it's a, it's a hard reset after Flashpoint happened, which everyone's familiar with because of the movie that's just out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Flash went back in time to save his mother, spoiler alert. Um, and then in doing that, caused a fractured timeline, and to fix said timeline, he then worked with the Batman of that era to fix the timeline, but it wasn't quite fixed. And then that's how we got the new 52. So basically the new 52 is is starting again. No. Um, I would recommend, um, so I would start with the action comic series of the new 52 mm-hmm. uh, because that shows Superman, pretty much Superman new one. Um, but in, in the modern colours and yeah. prettiness that we're used to at the moment. Um, so yeah, definitely um, both titles. So action comics I would read first and then Superman... Uh, both really well done and great jumping on points uh, and to lead into what, you know, that that uh, 12 years ago. So, yeah. yeah, and they're all available through the DC app or through through comic shops and Amazon, you name it. So that's what I'd recommend. Awesome. But uh, you, you know me, I'm a hard copy guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, you can definitely get all these. All these trade paperbacks from Amazon or from wherever wherever you read. Because I'm actually reading the New 52 at the moment. And it, I read it when it first came out. It's actually what got me back into comics after taking about a five-year break. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, definitely. That, honestly, for any character, I would recommend jumping on the New 52 because it's 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 pretty – It's you've got some of the best writers. Oh, I Stand by Aquaman by Jeff Johns. That's when he jumped on. is the best mm-hmm. Aquaman I've ever read. Uh, I was lucky enough a couple of birthdays ago to get the Jeff Johns Omnibus Aquaman uh, for my awesome. birthday from, from Steph, and uh, that is the best Aquaman. And Chris will agree. Chris has read a lot of Aquaman as well, and mm-hmm. and that came from the New 52. So there's some really good work done in that era, so I would check that out. I mean, that must have been a really good year for comics. I mean, 2011, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. That, was, that was when the IDW, to bring it back, yep. uh, TMNT series started too. Yeah, definitely. Yep. It it I it, it kind of felt like a resurgence because yeah, you know there, there was a lot of like I, unfortunately a lot of comic book shops that I used to go to they're closed now because a lot of people have gone digital, yeah. uh, which is it, what there's still certain books I and trades I will have in hard copy, but I am a digital guy just because it's cheaper, and you know we're all cost of living and everything. I can't afford to spend thousands of dollars like my my pull list when i used to go to phantom zone this was going back probably 15 years every fortnight would be about 200 bucks and that was back then yeah and now they've prices have only gone up i'd hate to see what it is but yeah digital makes it i yeah you're paying less because you're not getting the physical thing and then if i like it i'm just going to buy the trade anyway later on yeah yeah 100 percent but yeah, I think 20, 2011 was a good year for comics. There a lot of resurgence. Um, as I said, DC was sort of dying off. Uh, Flashpoint was a great story, but there wasn't that many stories in in the yeah. ten years, like from two thousand onwards. Uh, but the new fifty two kind of breathed new life into DC and um, just sort of forced Marvel to lift their game. Not that they weren't great, but they were kind of 
I kind of used a wrestling analogy. You know, WWE were the only company for a very, very long time, so they were putting out a mediocre product because there was nothing else to watch. Same with Marvel. Like Marvel still had good stories, but when DC stepped up and hit that new 52 mark and people started noticing, Marvel Mm -hmm. stepped up their game. So the only, you know, comic book fans everywhere were winners. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because we're just getting better quality stories. And then you say companies like IDW, you know, stepped up. I think the 20, 2011 Turtles kind of brought IDW into that field of, hmm. hey, you know, we're not a DC or Marvel, but we can produce some quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, because once they did that, they started doing real good work with Transformers and with G.I. Joe. I used to love the G.I. Joe from, from around that era from um, IDW. It was really good storytelling. Um, so yeah, you're hundred percent right. That's 2011, I think is kind of like the latest resurgence and it's kind of just gone upwards from there. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, well, what do you say we dive into it? Issue three. Yeah, definitely. I have it, it right in front of me. It is called fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, Ryan, do you want to, do you want to know a little bit of trivia about this issue? Sure. During its release, uh, so the week of its release, the last round of number three was the best-selling comic book in the United States. Oh, even, wow. even dethroning your beloved Batman. Oh, there you go. And I can see why. It's, I mean, the last two issues have been great, and this one just steps it up a little bit more. But yeah, it, it's easily... It's easily... It was, as I've mentioned before, it was a must-read for me. If it wasn't for the delays, I would have finished it already. Yeah, but that's what kind of hindered me, you know, having to wait three, four months for an issue. But yeah, but no, I can completely, completely believe that it was the number one selling issue. Yep. Um, same people involved. This is what I love. It's the same three people. Thanks. It's Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz. And that's um, the only good reason for it. That's the only good excuse for a delay. Is if it's if it's because some you know someone's busy or you know yeah I'm happy to wait for it if the same team rather than just have a I mean I don't think it'd be the same story if it was just a feeling artist or feeling writer or whatever that may be yeah uh-huh. all right I am yeah. live on the podcast flicking open this comic because it is awesome and I love I know you're digital but I'm 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 yep. hard copy. No, team. no, that's that's cool. I, I, there's not. I do have a lot of. Uh, I don't get me wrong. It's really good to sit down and just like pull out a trade paperback and and sit back and read. It's just yeah. for me, digital is easier because I'm an Uber yeah. driver. I can read when it's quiet and yeah. I don't have to lug around fifteen hard copies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in in a little um, you know, like a case or, or yeah, exactly. like this, like the CD case equivalent. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But. But for me, look, I I own two copies of this series, um, and and I just had a delivery yesterday, which was like the proper hard cases. Uh, oh, nice for for them. So they were all protected now. Cool. They're all, especially my first first printing, issue one signed by Kevin oh, Eastman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, now I just need to meet him four more times, and I'll get them all signed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. All right. No, that's gonna be that's gonna be a treasure to keep for a while, oh, for a long time. A hundred percent. Now I just need to meet Peter Laird. Yeah, and Peter then Laird. Be fine. Peter Laird, if you if you're listening, come out of retirement, please. <laughs> I'm inviting you to my house for dinner. <laughs> I'll bring the pen. I mean, the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
open first page. This is cool. It is a flashback. Um, it's a flashback, but a flash forward since it's been ten years since uh, Raph was killed. Spoiler alert. Yep. And Karai has been in a coma for ten years. Um, yeah, this is pretty awesome. This is a sixteen-year-old Baroko Hiroto being sworn in as the new leader of the Foot Clan. Correct. Um, yeah, in a, you... what looks like a very traditional yeah. Japanese ceremony with like scrolls and swords and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, could you imagine being like given leadership at sixteen years old? <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, it's clearly, like, in, in reading these first couple of pages, you're like, okay, you know, you could, something's obviously happened to him between now and then, you yeah. know, because he's got some of the right ideas. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to, but I suppose he was probably trained for this. Yeah. Uh, when you consider who his mother and his grandfather were, um, yeah. he was probably trained for this from a very, like a, kind of like a Damien Wayne kind of situation. He'd probably yeah. been trained. From a very young age to know that this is going to be your responsibility one day. Yeah. So I, I can, but still 16 is very, very young to be doing all this. Oh, totally. Uh, now I've got, I've got, I've got a very, um, I know how I feel about this, but I just get your thoughts on this. Okay. Look, he's, he's like, as, as my first order, I want to um, call a par- parlay to yeah. other enemies, which are the turtles, uh, clan, Mamato. Um, do you trust him straight from the get-go? Do you think? Do you think he genuinely wants to, uh, you know, call call a truce? I, well, I mean, uh, I initially obviously it's hard because if I if this had been in issue one before we met him, I would yeah. say yes. But then, yeah. as as Flinter says later on, and we'll cover it, he's like his his side has seen just as much bloodshed as we have. Yeah, maybe he's maybe this young man is is ready to to put it put everything aside and and stop the stop the violence and stop the death. Yeah, but I mean, initially, this without reading the first two issues, I would say maybe he wants to change. See, you never know, but like I I I have this this distrust uh, of <laughs> of uh, <laughs> if you're if you're a if you're a you know an Oroku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're not gonna be, you know, always good. Or, yeah. You know. um, and then, but you it's know, also, what... I suppose you've got to look at who who raised him as well. So yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I can I can probably say, look, it's fifty. If I hadn't read the first two issues, I'd probably say fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then, then you're kind of like reminded about who this kid's going to grow into in the very next page which is my my first thoughts was uh a grandmaster yep <laughs> you know from um from thor, thor yeah Ragnarok. definitely Ragnarok. i can see that yeah he's he's addressing the city mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, in in uh the style of our good friend chris park and his D campaigns <laughs> and when evil characters come out, you know, he's like, what's he say? I've I've allowed you to prosper. Yeah. <laughs> I decide your fate alone, you know. Yeah. Um essentially saying to the city, bring me this this turtle that's yeah, you know, tried to attack me. Yeah, and then you know, you've got that image of him plastering Mikey all over 
every possible screen. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, talking about his his personal final justice, you know, yeah. tre- treasonous, unacceptable, unfathomable, unforgivable, you know, like how yeah. dare you? Yeah. So and then obviously we see his robot human cyborg thingies. Yeah. Um saying look, cities are now under martial law. Yep. Just go home and wait till I yeah. tell you to come out again. Hmm, sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh and then and then of course we see um Casey Marie's gang or, yeah. or crew as she calls them. They're like, Yeah, we better go uh find Casey and let let her know what's going on because she's still down beneath the uh the surface. Yeah, definitely. She's still under there with, with her mum and with Mike. Um, yeah. but yeah, and then we we cut down to a very naked Michelangelo. Yeah. Um. Well, look. No, I... no. <laughs> no, no bits. I, I know. I know. If if Chris was here, he would be talking about a certain size yes. of yeah. <laughs> of thing. Um. No, but look, I I quite like it when they take their bandanas off, and you know, mm. it's like they don't consistently walk around with them on all the time. It feels like, okay, we've day day's adventures are done. Now I'm going to relax. Yeah. They, uh, they, they look a little uh, weird, but sometimes, but, but I still, I still like it, you know? Yeah. And then we've got, um we've got Mikey, you know, talking to his ghost, so to speak. Yep. Um, you know, talking about Casey's crew and, um, you know, saying to Mike, you know, she can't help you, right? You know, she's too yeah. young. You know, yeah. she's just a kid. Yeah. And then Mike is like, Sounds yeah, familiar. she's just a, just a <laughs> child. Good call. Can't be more yeah. than 17 years. 16 and already tangling with the Foot Clan. Sound familiar? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, obviously, you know, it's a bit, yeah. bit hypocritical. But, yeah. yeah. But then, obviously, you know, you've got Donnie's like, yeah, but we're mutants and we've been training you know, we yeah. were training our whole lives, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then Mikey goes into he's like, "Well, yeah, so was I, so were we, so were Kari, yeah. Karai." Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool because what I like is is yeah, to us it, it's like he's talking with his brothers and he's working things yeah. out. But you know, you know, it's all in his head and he's just figuring figuring things out. I I just like that. Um, working through things in his head, and then you know he's interrupted by. Casey as she comes in and and what yeah. you talk talking to yourself? <laughs> yeah. First sign of madness. But um but yeah, so basically and I like I like how, you know, she's like, Okay, mum wants to see you, I'm heading topside and he's like, I don't give I don't think that's a good idea and she's like, I wasn't asking for permission. You yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah, that's clearly the Casey Jones side of the personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she heads topside. Tells tells Mikey that uh um that April wants to see him in the lab. Yeah. Um, and she and Casey doesn't know what's going on up up there yet. That's why no. she, you know, will come back. And yeah, clearly Mikey goes into the lab and he's quite shocked because it's the head of the Futuroid. Um, it's and, funny because because like I keep forgetting that in this series she's she's a scientist. Um, yeah, which which is actually a controversial opinion. That's what I I prefer April as the scientist. You know, 
Well, that's how she started in the IDW series too. Like she was an intern, um, you know, with the, with the turtles. Like I remember that much. Um, Yeah. And I guess she's had a lot of time to by herself too, like except for little Casey, but like she's had a lot of time to work things out, learn. And and she's been living in the lair. So she's probably got access to all Donatello's. Yep. Logs and book that might be the only thing she's had to read for a very long time, so she's obviously yep. become even smarter than what she was before this all went down. Yeah, and, and you got to remember, she was an intern under Baxter yeah. Stockman, you know. So, um, he, he's a crazy, uh, intelligent guy, which we'll find out later. <laughs> um, yeah. I've always loved Baxter, I've always again, yes, it's funny that he gets turned into a fly in the original series, but I've always preferred the uh, original. Um, yeah, you know, the very scientific guy who made the mouses and evil, yeah. evil man who just you know is after power and you know control. Oh, definitely, um, and will do anything to get it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So, um, Future Toyd is on the table, and uh, April's working on him. Mikey's like, "Hey, uh, I think we need to catch up." <laughs> Like, yeah, you exactly. know, bring me up to speed on everything, and then we get chucked into the past, chucked into the past, which I love. Noticing again the the change in tone and colors. Uh, so you with like a flick of the page, you know this is the past. You know that we're yeah back with, with a more older and grizzled Baxter Stockman. Mm-hmm. Uh, because look, I I love the future toy to be honest. Um, he's a cool character. But yeah, we've basically got the turtles um heading out for the, the parlor, but it's only it's only Splinter and Donnie going off to meet uh not not the entire don't don't bring everyone. Which I uh, think they probably learned since yeah. the, the initial attack on Splinter. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, you were used to seeing turtles that just fight all together. I kind of think, well, Raph yeah. they've already lost Raph. Yeah. And they're kind of like, well, maybe you know, maybe we should go here and you should go here and, you know, yeah. not, not keeping everyone together just in case. No, it's it's a smart play. And it's something I like I heard someone say that like when families or business people travel, they never travel on the same plane. Yeah. Because if the whole plane goes down, well, that's then, it. That's then exactly you lose right. everyone. So I think yeah. this is a similar thing here. They're like, okay, we're going to send these two. And if anything goes mm-hmm. wrong, at least, you know, we're not, you know, not everyone's completely yeah. wiped out and what what i also like it's a little bit of a you know i'm seeing it i don't know if you saw it but the first we see of back to stockman um where he's sitting on the chair facing the computer screens yep what does the back of the chair look like oh like, like it's the you colors it? colors of the fly exactly that has to that has to be a thing and that the fact to... that it's the red the red eyes and yes the you know what I mean? It's kind of like maybe that's a little bit of a throwback um, to dude. If you yeah. noticed it, if you notice it, and I'm totally noticing it now, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely that's intentional. Yeah, um, I just and I like how they've done that over the you know each issue's got this little you know certain little things that are for for loyal fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, for fans that are just like and I just thought that was I just just looked literally I missed it the first time yeah. and it was just when I had the page open I'm like hold on yeah. 
Well, if you think about it, yeah. So no, well, I missed it the first two times. So yeah, <laughs> maybe you're the true turtle fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, well, I've just I'm I'm not as engrossed in turtle history as you are, yeah. but I can see little things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, they're saying the future toy is helping um helping Donnie and Splinter take off um. And it look it look looks like they're pretty cloaked. I think they say something about you. You got to be careful how far you go because yeah. they they're heading off to Japan, like literally. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, probably get shot down if <laughs> if if they you know, um, just take a commercial flight or something. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. But interesting. But interesting. Uh, Stockman is watching closely, and basically, as soon as Splinter and Donnie leave. Attack! Yeah. Um, and it, it is hardcore. He's got his strike team. Now, this is something I noticed straight away. The the dude leading the um strike force. Yeah. Taking the orders from Baxter. He is a purple dragon. Okay. He's got the purple tattoo on his on his arm. Uh instantly. So who were the purple dragons again? They they're they're a gang. Okay. Um so it was basically from memory. In the very, very, very first issue, uh, the Mirage original comics, that's mm-hmm. who the Turtles are fighting before oh, okay. um, Shredder. Uh, yeah, so they're just a gang. Um, okay. In the 2003 series, Shredder controls them. So okay. you got the Foot, you got the Foot Clan, and then the Purple Dragons work work with the Foot Clan. Um, okay. At some point, I think. Um, just to, yeah. Just a cool throwback there. Um, always liked the Purple Dragons. In the IDW series, Casey's dad uh, ran, uh, was head of the Purple Dragons. Okay. Um, so they're very prominent. Um, Low-level low thugs <laughs> to begin yeah. with. Um, but yeah, so it's clear that uh, Baxter is very um, intent on getting the future toy and, mm-hmm. and his tech. Um, for those playing at home, and maybe you, Ryan, um, there is a conscience in there called Professor Honeycott. So this, yep. So it's 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 like that movie Chippy. You know Chippy. Yep. yep. Remember that movie Chippy with uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman as the bad guy? Yes, um, I do. Yeah, and the scientist gets his conscience downloaded into a robot. So it's okay. essentially the same idea there. Uh, But yes, uh, they're fully surrounded. Leo and Casey are basically protecting them. And what's what's the line? Uh, oh, that's right. So at this point, um, April and Casey are married. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, and he's like, I hear you, Mike, but first things first, bro, we get my wife and Honeycott to safety. Yeah. Um, It's pretty brutal, all this scene. Like, um, so Leo and Casey hold them back, Mikey, April, and uh, the future toy, aka Professor Honeycott, uh, they're getting out of there or into, into a vault, from what I can see. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Um, and then in come the mouses because you can't have Baxter Stockman without mouses. Oh, of course, you can't. 
But then you've got these super, super droids or whatever you want to call yeah, them. Okay, the, so the, the robots, which is again yeah. a, th- a throwback to the eighties cartoon, mm-hmm. which which I, I love. I love that they're robots, and I think there could be a level where you could just make these awesome, sophisticated AI robots. Yeah, uh, I, I would love. If honestly, if I was going to do a total series or a total movie, I would have the foot as robots. Yeah, but that would be like okay. full full synthetic. You know, and because it's a way of keeping it still kind of PG thirteen. Well, that's it. Yeah, with being able to do all these death moves, kind of, kind of like yeah, in Transformers. How if Transformers was released on Cybertron, it would be an R rated yep. film. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, definitely. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, some great artwork, Casey, Kraken. Kraken, um, see, that's a death move right there. I don't know if you see that page. <laughs> He's basically like smashed his robot's head off. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, once you figure out, let's use Sledgehammer. Yeah. Instead of, you know, <laughs> Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, so they're doing some damage, but then in come the mouses, and it's a lot of mouses. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, the 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 art is like, Let's draw as many circles as we possibly can on this page. Oh, definitely. And um, so they're fully surrounded. They're doing their best to hold them back. But um, Professor Honeycott, he's in defiance, says, I know it's me you've come for, Stockman. I'll self-destruct before I let you hurt my friends or imprison me again. And uh, Baxter Stockman, I guess he takes his word for it, right? because boom yeah boom and uh ladies and gentlemen i'm sad to say that that is not only how april loses her limbs Mm -hmm. but that is how leonardo and casey die together side by side yeah uh thoughts on that death ryan do you think that's a good way to get go or look i think it's i i can speak for at least casey i think that's how we want to go yeah um whether or not he wanted to go right now but at the end of the day he you know he he made sure well he in his opinion he made sure his wife and and professor honeycutt was safe yeah and yeah they just fall to the wall let's fight to the death and i think you know i think after losing ralph leo got a bit harder and i think that's why he did what he did as well yeah it became even more even more protective of everyone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and um, <clears throat> that was kind of spoiled by the issue that I got. I don't know what the cover is on the one that you've got, but that image that you're looking at of the hockey yeah. mask on the sword was actually the front cover of the issue yeah. that I got. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of expecting it, but yeah. it doesn't well, mean it doesn't hit hard. They they don't they don't shy away. Um, no. And that's an as it is epic artwork, you know. Oh, at definitely. The, at, at the same time, does it is it really a spoiler when you know that all the turtles have died except one? Well, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. you already you already know that Casey's got long gone as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now now we flash forward again with uh Casey Marie going top bound, um, figuring out what's going on, meeting up with the gang, and they're like, yeah, uh, martial law. Um, <laughs> uh, and they haven't met very um 
long until they get, you know, you, hey, you, yeah. <laughs> Holt, stop and be identified. <laughs> then, of course, they choose to split up, you know, we'll meet, <clears throat> like like most people do when they're getting chased. This is where we'll yeah. meet. Let's yeah. split up. We're yeah. going to use our um, old school teller, uh, old school yeah. communications, that sort of thing. But look, what do you think about finally seeing uh, Casey Marie in action? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, she, she, you know, sees this lady getting attacked by the robots and, yeah. um, of course, does what's in her blood. And, and you know, she said, as we, she said in the last issue, she's been, you know, training for a very long time too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's what's in her blood. She's very heroic defending people that can't defend themselves. Yeah. And um, she can hold her own against these, these robots as well. Yep. Yep. So she saves this lady. She says, "Get out of here. Um, I'll take care of these two. She does her yeah. awesome um, kung fu ness, and uh, then we're back to the leg, getting a blood test from uh, April's getting a blood test from Mikey to check out how his mutagen, how his um, mu- mutation is going, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, again. <laughs> Again, you know, um, letting you know that April knows science and she is wearing a yellow jacket, not a white one. How, come on, come yeah. on, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uniform for being a scientist. It is a white mm-hmm. trench coat. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, then you've got, you've got, you know, they're sort of starting to talk about Fugitoid again, wondering if, you know, Professor Honeycutt's still in there. And, you know, obviously... April hasn't really done much with it, so she she's hoping that this could be their ticket to you know when they have to do an assault on back to Stockman. Yeah. So then it's um you know then um Mikey gets all nostalgic and they start talking about what happened after the explosion on April's side, and then we get yeah. you know the return to the original old school art. Yeah. Which is cool. Like I, I love I love the throwback. Like I mean this this series is seriously meant for all kinds of turtle fans. Oh definitely. Uh, and it's especially I honestly sometimes think it's aimed at people who grew up with it because um I get I get chills just looking at this mm-hmm. old school style um on modern pages. Oh definitely. Uh, and it goes through so we we basically go through April's journey, you know, from yep. She she says, you know, she'd lost her husband, her friends, her home, her arm, her leg. Oh, and yeah. I was pregnant. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she had to go through all of this, you know, rehab and mental and physical therapy while being yeah. pregnant. And, yeah. you know, I like where she says, you know, when I finally got discharged from hospital, I had a shiny new arm and leg and a shiny new baby to go along with it. Yeah. Um, um yeah, yeah but she she also mentions that uh you know she while while she was you know getting better and healing she literally watched in slow motion the cities getting taken over yeah, by the foot clan exactly because um, you know what its protectors are gone you know uh, yeah the only ones fighting against the foot um and now it's like free reign um Slowly there's turning no one, into there's no one to stop them. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Yeah, and then so basically, once you got discharged, you the only place you knew where to go was the back to the turtle lair. Um, back to the lair, and then obviously the that's lair. where yeah. Katie's grown up, and um, you know, it's, it's where she can feel comfortable and sort mm-hmm. of have a few reminiscences of of her, you know, her past life and her friends and yep, you know, the people that she spent a lot of time with, and yeah. Yeah, and um, we find out that the survivors of the explosion, um, Casey's strike team, were the ones that retrieved Future Toy's head. Yeah. Um, I'm probably like, that looks important. <laughs> Better <laughs> hang on to that. Um, and now we flash back mm-hmm. to Mikey's, but like, what happened to Mikey at the explosion? His side. Yeah. Um, where we basically find out that he was, he was thrown clear of the explosion and he assumed that everyone was dead. Yeah. He returned to the lair, tried to contact Splinter and Donnie, but couldn't. And then um, it seems that he jumped a plane to Japan to see, you know, um, where they went, see if he could, you know, find them. Yeah, so they could have, well, obviously they didn't miss each other because April had a long road of recovery. But it's funny, you know, they both went back to the lair. They both, you know, went back to what's familiar, which is what you do when something like this happens. Yeah. And, you know, like they're both, April says, you know, we're both really suffering from survivor's guilt. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah. we got out of it and no one else did. And and then she's saying, oh, I think I know how to beat Hiroto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, by the way, you know, and then the yeah. cool, the classic, the classic trope, the common yeah. thing that always happens, like, hey, I think I know how to beat Hiroto talking to Mikey. And then in comes Casey and her crew. Yeah, who seems to have Cyclops in her. Yeah. Um, from the X-Men. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, there's a dude <laughs> wearing blue and, and yellow glasses. Um, and then if we're hanging on there, then the, then the dude on the right looks a little bit like, is that a Gambit uh, coat there on the possibly, right? Yeah, possibly. Uh, Mr. T. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the Mandarin. Um, you know, and, and I, I'll tell you what, you know what, you know what I think this comic's missing, Jamie? What? Villains <laughs> on rooftops giving evil montages. We haven't got any of them. Haven't, I haven't, oh, turn the next page. There's a oh, villain yeah. on the rooftop giving a montage. <laughs> yeah. And what a montage. Like, this is a dive into A monologue, the... I should say. A monologue, monologue, yes. Yeah. Well, it is a montage. Montage of a monologue. Yeah. Um, he's insane. That's all I'm going to say after yeah. that. He, he's literally insane. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, look, big... look at them down there, tiny little insects. Mm, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a god incarnate, god made flesh. <laughs> yeah, I am their master, and then I'm alone. Yeah, and then he's like, "Mommy left me." And he's there, yeah, but then he's like, "Yeah, mother left me in charge of an empire." Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And then, and then he's basically going, "I'm going to be better than them. I am better than them." You know, and the insanity is just beautiful. Like honestly, I I love I love villains like this. Yeah, yeah. because you you know there's no redemption. Oh gosh, no. You know. Yeah, you know like, that there's only one way for this to end. Yeah. Just you know to reiterate that this guy's insane and he's indeed the villain um then we cut back to the the lair and it's plan it's all about the plan yep. 
Um, so basically, they're worried about turning the uh, future toy back on because they'll be able to track him. Yep. Um, it's like basically going, here I am. Here I yeah. am. Um, but yet that's what April wants to do. She wants to turn it back on so she can use the future toy as a trap. Correct. But, but also take out, um, I think she wants to take out Stockman before they go for um, the Roto. Yes, correct. And I think that's a smart move. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's no point in just going and doing essentially what Raf did. You know, going to the the final <laughs> yeah. boss when you when you're only halfway through the game. Yeah. You know, like you need to you need to chip away. Uh. Because yeah. you know the less people that he's got to call on when something goes wrong, the better. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, obviously, you know the foot soldiers that you're seeing in the in in the city at the moment. They're the same, very. They're the same. They're just like an upgraded version to what Baxter Stockman used ten years ago. So clearly, he's behind that. So you yeah. take out Stockman, you possibly take out the the foot droids, as I like yeah. to call them. Yeah. And then that makes it getting into 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 um you know the king's castle, so to speak, a yeah. little bit easier. But then, of course, you know, there's there's tensions between Casey and the and um April and. Yeah. Mikey, man, yeah. Mikey does. Mikey is very naked in this picture. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> put some, put some, put a belt on at least, Mikey. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that's just a very sexy walk there. Oh um, no, most most definitely. <laughs> oh my. Um, <laughs> and then of course, every comic uh, ends with leaving you uh, wanting more. Yep. We get the first look at what April has been working on. Um, basically says, I think Donnie would approve, and it is a bad ass. I'm going to guess it's called the Turtle Tank. Yeah, there are definitely. I mean, that's got ten years worth of ten years worth of um, pain and anguish mm. and revenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, into it. It honestly looks like the uh, the Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christian, Christian Bale, Batman. You're um, gonna redo the turtle truck. Yeah, you're gonna do the red, the Nolanize the turtle truck. Yeah, um, that's what you're gonna get again. Um, yeah. Have you seen the the poster going around? It's like a fan fan poster of uh, Last Ronin, but a movie, and it's got Christopher Nolan's name on it. Yeah, look, like, if anyone's gonna do it, I would want I would want Nolan doing a last Ronan uh, movie, honestly. But look, I don't know if I want... Look, I know they're doing the video game. There's talks of them doing the video game. But I'd want that. I don't know if I'd want an animated film. I'd be happy with an animated film. Yeah. But live action would be pretty badass. Um, Just because there's ways you could do it, you know? Oh. I can see it now. Like, if you were to bring back turtles to its highest peak, do but a I don't last think they Ronin. do. I don't think they do it because it's a. It'd be. It'd kind of be like a Logan because yeah. and, and and turtles essentially have been sort of the younger audience yeah. target. And and then yeah. honestly, like I'm, I think that uh, that's how the studio execs are going to see it. Yeah, money. They're going to say, yeah. look, we're, if it's going to be like MA or R rated. Like Logan was, um, yeah. 
You know what I mean? It might not make as much money as they would like it to. I'm going to look up how much I'd need to buy the Turtles franchise. (laughs) (laughs) How much? No, hang on. I'll go net worth. TMNT net worth. Googling live on the podcast. (laughs) Ah, only 60 million. That's not too bad considering. Um. Oh no! Wait, that's a 2009 article. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's how it was. Um. Okay. Now let's say. So, okay. How much did Nickelodeon find out? Nickelodeon pay for TMNT. Yeah. No. Nickelodeon bought it for 60 million back in 2009. Okay. I'm just saying. The uh, the lotto this week or next week is a hundred million. Uh, do you do you think I could just win lotto and then buy the turtle franchise back? Why not for eighty million? You know, why not? <laughs> and then with my last twenty million, make a decent movie. Yeah, see that's it. Not only they've got to make. So you want at least you want at least two hundred million. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um. But going back to the issue, the la- the the cover like the the pre the next time on the last Ronin, yeah, is foreboding. We've got a um a Donatello's bow staff, yeah, sort of thrust into the well along with a lot of blood and a um, you know what appears to be Splinter's diaries, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, obviously we're getting to the we're getting to the yeah. end game, so. Yeah. Well, I think I think the next issue will be Donnie's death. Yeah. And then the last issue will be the death of Hiroto Iroku, Iroku Hiroto, or Mikey. I don't you, know, because I haven't read that far. And, yeah, um, no spoilers. No spoilers for Ryan, okay? <laughs> no, no spoilers. Um, so that, that leaves us with two only two episodes left of our... Uh, Last Ronin uh, read through. We, we are not going to do the Lost Years. We're going to pick another comic. I think Ryan's got a few ideas. Yeah, um, I've got a few ideas that we can do. So, so uh, hit me up when we're off the air, Ryan. And uh, in case I have to, because I want a hard copy. Yeah. I want to read hard copy. Like, and Ryan's like, today we're going to have a super rare reading of <laughs> some comic. I book. wouldn't do that. No. It's, unless you could, you know, give me access to it. Yeah. Well, that's it. See, if I pick something on my shelf, I can just give you that to read. Yeah. Yeah. True. But you know me, I want to. I want. I want a hard copy. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I've noticed our downloads going up. So obviously, you're enjoying this. Uh, if you want to send us an email, maybe you've got an idea of a comic book you would like us to review, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com or stories underscore podcast on Instagram. That's where we're mostly active. Obviously, check out our other show, which is just called Stories of True and the Fictional, or um, the the story chat episodes. We've got a few of them coming up. Uh, going to be recording one before this episode drops we'll have recorded it <laughs> but if you're listening to it now we've already recorded it and yes. uh it should uh it should be it out amazing soon oh so the, these yeah. guys were great um 
they're actually um, friends of someone uh, we interviewed or I interviewed when Ryan was um, in hospital. Um, his name's Justin T. Hunt. Go check out that interview. It was very funny. He he he's a talker and he uh, he he loved the icebreaker questions and there's a lot of laughter in that. Um, yeah, but these these guys are coming on. They've created a kind of a from what I look. I want them to talk about it because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's marketing, uh, marketing thing for for authors, and it's it's almost like a um, scavenger hunt sort of thing. It's it's going to be very interesting. Um, okay. And I'm looking forward to uh, that episode dropping soon. But I think that's all the news we've got for now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, there was one more bit of turtle-related news I found while we were talking. Oh, okay, cool. What? Vanilla Ice's um, Ninja Turtle song is going to be in the new movie. Who's who's song? Vanilla Ice. Oh, go Ninja, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Apparently being revived for the Mutant Mayhem movie. Okay, interesting. Will Vanilla yeah, I just Ice? Saw it on Facebook. Will Vanilla Ice be in it though? I don't know. That wasn't made clear in the article. Uh, nin- but at least Ninja Rap is being reborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact: originally, the originally, the Turtles were going to be into punk rock. Okay. I get behind that. But oh, okay. that that's why in the two thousand and seven movie, which is, um, when Kevin Eastman was on hiatus, mm-hmm. um, and Peter Laird was in control, there's a there's a few punk songs playing in it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because you know me, I love punk. You know? <laughs> um, I'm yeah. gonna have to rewatch that and listen to listen out for. It's been a couple of years since I've watched it, so I'm due for a rewatch. Oh, dude, it's, it's 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 so good. Yeah, and it sucks that it didn't make as much money because they were yeah. going to do a sequel, and that sequel is going to be City at War, <laughs> which is one of my oh. favorite arcs. Uh, but, that definitely you know, would have been. Good. Sad facts. But uh, yeah. anyway, guys, like I said, thanks for listening. Cowabunga. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See you next time.